This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code PANTS. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code PANTS for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code PANTS. Pants. Heidi ho. Heidi ho, everybody. I'm Leisha. And Kate. And we are pants. Yes, we are. I'm ready for you to move closer uh, to and me. And the um, neighbors that I have to deal with, that could be happening sooner than later. So. Oh, is that guy, is the actor that built the bathroom? Every time. Homemade honestly, Leisha. Every uh, honestly, every time the sun shines and it's nice outside, he is to prove to the neighborhood that he's in his backyard. Is he? St- did he ever complete his bathtub pool that he was trying to build? I think so. Yes, he did. Have because he- I, I, I have I seen it. Yeah, I kind of peeked through the the fence where there's like a little break. It looks like shit. I'm sure you do. It I was not <laughs> impressed by the craftsmanship. Well, he talked a lot about it and you heard, oh, you heard all his And he shared it with everybody about, on the street. Mm-hmm. I like, honestly, I, I actually want to speak to the other neighbors and say, I know it's not just me, right? Does he use it or does it kind of sit there empty? Or is it full, oh, I don't like, go, full of mold? I don't, I don't go that deep. I just wanted to see, I just, I'd heard about it I, without asking for months on end. So when it was, sure. fun, and, he, and he did the work <laughs> himself. So actually the other day I was gardening and I was like, oh, there's that little space in the fence. I'll, I'll take a peek. And so I peeked and I was like, huh. There it Looks is. Looks like shit. Looks like shit. What is he talking about now? What is he? Oh, I don't know. He's playing music and 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 I think having a few friends over. I heard more than one voice. That's why. He's like, COVID's over. Totally. Right. Hey, look, the numbers are down. Come over. Right. It's like one of those. Wear a mask when you're outside so you don't get like the his breath jumping over your fence. Oh, I can't enjoy the backyard any longer when he's out there. I just avoid it. And I stay on the opposite side <laughs> of the house. I'm never going to win. So I just say, fuck it. I'll just stay to the opposite side so I don't have to hear him. Because he just, like I said in the past, the, this, this, this man's taste in music is, you know. Oh, I forgot about that. What was it mm-hmm. again? Like he, he plays Hanson. And he thinks he's being ironic when really he just sounds like a tool. Really? He's like, I'm so psyched I get to play this right now. Completely. Completely. How old are they now? They must be. Who? The guy, the guys from Hanson. 
Wow, you went from that story to really wondering well, where those just, three brothers I, my went. My curiosity. Pizza wow, where did they been? go? What have they been up to? I, I mean, bet, are they you know still what? Playing. I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> Speaking of this problem that we're having right now, yeah, our friend Bobby John, who lives in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. is a big listener of Pants, and apparently he screams at his radio a lot. Or whatever he's, you know, if he's in his car, whatever he's listening on his device, because we get so many things wrong or we we don't remember the names of things. Yeah. And he was like, can I be your phone a friend when I don't? So I thought that was a fantastic idea. Well, what don't we remember that he's frustrated about? Right here, right now. We just we don't know where Hanson is. He, He probably knows. He's probably so like, you think, they're living in, you know, he's like yelling at the. They're my neighbors. They're <laughs> right next to me. But he did. Um, he he's a fantastic lesbro. That's how he'd like. He wants to be phone a lesbro. And I was like, let okay. me look and I'll talk to I'll talk to all the pants people. OK. Um, but he did he write me the other day and said, well, we would have to just try. But he did. This is the correction from last week. The movie y'all were trying to remember last week, Outrageous Fortune, Bette Midler and Shelley yes. Long in yes. a madcap yes. opposite unite to defeat, opposites unite to defeat Russian spies. It's a gem. That's Great what movie. it was. That's what it was. Thank yeah. you, Bobby John. Thank you, Bobby John. So um, there you go. Autocorrect. Our, wait, hold on. Our producer just wrote, wrote said the Hanson brothers. Wait. Can you bring that back up again? She said it was 40. They're 40. They're 37. And 35. Damn. I wow. remember when they were See, 10. That's what I'm, that's what what I'm saying. It's kind of fascinating, right? I would get them confused with the young son from that um, house, that, that, that show about, oh, God. Bobby, where are you? I need you. What's that TV show? <laughs> that was a sitcom. It was popular in the early 90s. It was... Uh, the Tim Allen show, and he played the guy with the, a neighbor, and he had the three sons. Home and one improvement. Of them, thank you, home improvement. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Um, yeah, I would get the home improvement son and the Hanson kids confused. <laughs> thank you again, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Thank you, Melissa. Wow, she's really on there. Like. <laughs> it was fun seeing uh, you at work yesterday. It was fun. It was nice. I feel like I haven't seen you at work. We're on such opposite schedules. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, it's like we did it. We got It'll to see you, and then then you leave. Oh, right. I mean, that's how it works. They don't pay us to hang out and talk. I know. <laughs> like, can we pay you guys to stay here? And just... I mean, they're loss. You know, <laughs> is it? <laughs> Listen, like that's an early wrap on Leisha and Kate. Now they're just going to sit over there and they're just going to chat. We actually did. I actually did stay because we broke right at lunch and Mm -hmm. I stayed to eat lunch with you, even though I could leave because you had one more scene. Because I had. Right. I know. And I appreciate that. I actually tried to leave and you said, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going home. And you're like, to what? (laughs) Precisely. And I was like, to my life. And you're like, stay with me. What do you come on? What do you? So I did. Well, can I, could I, I just, I, well, I thought your logic was ridiculous. You had a piece of fish in your lunch and you're going to get in your hot car and battle traffic all the way back to your house to eat it alone. Sounds like a blast. Sit here and eat it with me. Right. 
It was fresher. Right? I actually didn't eat it because I was like, Oof. okay. Yeah, I know. I had it was the a little questionable. However, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that <laughs> that was the objective was to bring this fish back in your hot car back to your You're house. You're right. Right. Uh, I do a, put the air a, conditioner on. Yeah, still. I get your point. You know, like I didn't agree with that life decision. So I peer pressured you. And do you, you if me. you ever order food in the house, do you get, do you not order fish ever? Is that like, you're like, oh, the traveling is gross. No, I have. I, from one or two restaurants. I mean, we get sushi. Imagine what I've that's I've had sushi doing. delivered to that. Leisha, I have right. not been to a restaurant since last year, like March. I know. I'm talking about what, sitting in someone's hot car. Right. So think about it. We've ordered sushi a few times. It's 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 not a it's not a routine. Nice eating sushi in the restaurant. You know what I mean? It, it, it is. Remember that whole thing that was happening like eight years ago, where it was the bottled water became a thing about like it, like the plastic leaks something into it. Because if it's mm-hmm. if you leave it in your hot car and then you come back and you drink mm-hmm. it, it's not good for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. What always fascinated me about that was hasn't that bottle of water been through so much before it's in my hot car? Yes. Hasn't it been in a hot warehouse and then a hot truck on a yes. hot day that gets yeah. to that store, finally gets refrigerated? Yeah. And then, I don't know. That's I always why thought I like ever it drink didn't bo- just start that, here. That's why I never drink bottled water. No, me either. But it bottles. Just, I always thought that was funny. People just no, reference right. like the moment they have it. They're like, what's happening to this bottle? Right. Meanwhile, it's had a whole life before you. <laughs> like, it, yeah, exactly. You it know? traveled like during it, yeah, it traveled there. through Texas through uh, during the August month. Mm-hmm. And yeah, exactly. I get absolutely. it. I get it. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That's why you get glass bottles. That's one of my stoner thoughts for you. I get it. I get it. What else you got? <laughs> Honestly, I had the, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sort of tired. These The last two days you're at work, they were really today. long. I'm sorry. I listen. I had two. Um, I had some super early calls back to back to back, and I'm a little, I'm a little pooped. Forgive me. But no, you're pooped. A little. Pooped, the good news but... is someone else is going to come on here and bring some energy. Exactly. And I'm super happy she's here. We're so happy to have Fortune Feimster yep. on our podcast. I've got questions. This is my new thing. I have questions for people. Ladies, we can all bond over this one. Imagine a bra that you actually want to wear. They're hard to find. We all know it. We've been through how many bra brands? And you're like, I like this about it, but not this. Or They're just uncomfortable. Well, today's sponsor, Honey Love, has revolutionized the bra game. It's real. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that trap heat. Honey Love's bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing lift. It's cool. It's like these little, I can't even describe it, like these little bone things. And it's like, I don't know how they do it, but it's brilliant. Plus, they've made fabric that's so soft, it feels like second skin. So you immediately feel and see the difference. So it's next level comfortable. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash pants. Now, after you purchase, they ask you where you heard about them. Please, please support our show and tell them pants sent you. Honeylove.com slash pants. Treat yourself to honey love because you deserve it. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. 
It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. I can't wait to talk to, um, I can't wait to talk to uh, Little Miss Fortune Feimster. Fortunately, I was going to do a whole, for, nobody needs a pun, Leisha. No. Nobody um, needs a pun. We, no. we, um, we are about to have on, as a guest, the most lovely person Fortune Feimster. She really is. She is she's one of the nicest. A, yeah, right? She's one. She's truly one of the nicest girls I've ever met. Yeah. She's, is she, and she's always just been who she is. There's never yep. any errors. She could be the most famous person in the world where she can't and walk down the street. And she's on her way. Let's be real. She's and on she's her totally way. on her way, but she's always real. And I've always loved that about her. Yeah. She's grounded. Completely. And so funny. And she's just, she's really authentic. Like even the, even what you're laughing at with her, like all her stand up and stuff, it's authentic. It's authentically her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She really lets you in. And mm-hmm. she's like, let's all laugh together about this thing. Is that a, is that a Southern thing? I don't know. I mean, I'm I sure either. it's the way she was raised. She has a great mom. Yeah. She was raised very well, that one. Well, let's bring her on. <laughs> How you doing, Fortune? I'm good. Good to see Hanging you guys. Hanging tough. Hanging tough. That's for hey, all listen, you new I went kids. to that concert. I went to that concert in the 90s. It was an Same. amazing time. Right? Same. I cried. I cried. I was in love with Jonathan Knight. Me too. Wait, you're the only other person I know who is into Jonathan. The gays. Which one was that? It's the gays. The gays. Mm-hmm. Is that Jonathan the was Jordan's brother. Jonathan and the Joey were one. like the two heartthrobs. And Jonathan no was Jordan's brother. And he was the shy guy always in the background. Mm-hmm. He was my favorite. And everyone in my class was like, you like Jonathan? Ew. Why don't you like Jordan? Why did you Joey? both like Jonathan? Is, that, is this rare? Probably because it's that like uh, closeted gay energy. Like, yeah, I, he had I was, like something. Uh, there was something effeminate about him. Mm-hmm. Like he was just very like he was just very like sweet and quiet. That was yeah. kind of like enigmatic in a weird way. We and, felt not threatened by his masculinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he was my favorite. Oh, I love that. Oh my god, I met him. I wish because the other to... ones are so threatening. Wait, yeah. you met him? I met him. He came to my show, one of my shows in New York. He's so nice. His, what? Boston accent is so thick. Really? I, like, I, I must have Boston never heard accent. you talk. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, he's yeah, so he, sweet. He, didn't he admit at some point, I think I read something years ago, where he admitted to having like extreme anxiety. 
Yeah, he was uh, like crippled at times by his yeah, just like thing. fear of the stage and the fame. Precisely. And, and mm-hmm. so like looking back, it makes sense. But that's what I found so charming and adorable about him. Yeah. We wanted to we hug knew. him. I know. He was so cute. And he went out with <laughs> Tiffany. Remember yeah. that? Like it was like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Alicia. This was not Guys, I mean, I, I, I didn't fall asleep, but I was I didn't understand any of it. <laughs> There's people out there that are super into that. Oh, I'm sure. Trip down Please. memory lane. Not Leisha. Oh, though. I love him. Yeah, no, Leisha's like, uh-uh, I'm not into NKOTB. <laughs> I was also, I'm older than you guys. I was like smoking pot in New York. Already. Yeah, yeah. You we were, were at that cool. point. We were at the New Kids concert wearing their <laughs> <Yeah>. tour jackets. <laughs> um, speaking of growing up, I have a, this is my, this is one of my questions. Here it oh, comes. Okay. Okay. As a comedian, I've always wondered this. Okay. And. While you're growing up, do you realize and have a sense about your life and what's funny about it? Or do you look back later and you can find the humor in how how you were raised or yeah. what your experiences were? For me personally, it's yeah. lo- it's looking back. And okay. if I if I think back to how I was feeling in those moments, I was probably pretty insecure. I was probably embarrassed because I tell a lot of like stories about where I was being ridiculous, but I didn't know. exactly. And, Mm. but I definitely was not self-aware of that ridiculousness back then. Okay. So like your whole, cause sweet and salty was so funny. Your standup show on Netflix. Thank you. And Mm. there was that whole swimming story. And Mm -hmm. I was like, did she know at the time it was funny? But you're like, no, I didn't. No, I, that's just like, how I was. I was just like a chubby kid. I was obsessed with food and I sucked at swimming. And <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know that I needed to shave in order to wear a one piece. Um, right. so I there was a bush situation going on and mm-hmm. I definitely wasn't aware of that. So it's more of like <laughs> I just went through those times. I guess that's what build, you know, builds character. And uh, gives you the confidence to grow up, to be able to Mm -hmm. look back on those stories and find the humor and funny of it. Otherwise, once you get past the trauma of it. Yeah, right. Exactly. So when does it Mm -hmm. hit you? I guess, I don't know. It's such an, comedians are so interesting to me in this way. Like I never Mm -hmm. understand when it clicks to them, like, oh, I need to write these stories down. Or you just start saying them out loud and people are laughing at, I don't, how does it happen? Yeah, sometimes you don't know if a memory is funny or a story is funny because I tend to tell us stories. And uh, a lot of, sometimes it'll start with me telling a friend, like, oh my gosh, I, you know, that's like that time I learned how to roller skate. I used to wear a karate outfit. And my friend's like, what? And you go, and I'm like, oh, was that, is that funny? And they go, they're like, yeah, that's hilarious. And I go, oh, okay. And then you just kind of start mining it. You go, well, what was funny about it? And what what was I doing? And then you're kind of going back in your head. Like the swimming story started with uh, me doing a show back home. And I knew it was a local crowd. So I was like, what can, what can I tell them that they were in on? Like what experience in my life would they be like, oh, we know that place. Or we saw her do that thing. And I was like, oh, I was, I was on this. I think it started with one line. I was on the swim team back in Belmont and I sucked and they're like yeah you sucked and you're like 
all right. <laughs> like, this is going well. <laughs> yeah. And then and, and then I was like, oh, maybe there's something there because they all like it was a big laugh just from me saying I was on the swim team. I go, oh, if that was a funny memory for them, there must be fu- something funny here. Right. So when you first moved, when you first moved to L.A., you were a journalist first. I was going to ask that question. Oh, oh twinsies, you guys. Well, that's pants right there. Pants. We're all wearing the same pants. One leg. Yeah, at you, were inter- you were an entertainment journalist. Well, I started out. I moved to L.A. because I was a personal assistant first. I got a job working for an actress. Long story short, she spoke at my college graduation. She was a commencement speaker. I was the student speaker. Nerd. And uh, we hit it off. She randomly, by a series of events, ended up hiring me to come be her assistant. Mm -hmm. And I was like, sure, why not? To me, it was just like, oh, this is going to be a fun life experience i'll probably end up back in uh, north carolina in like two years i moved out here to work for her and i sucked at being a a personal assistant (laughs) because i'm not organized enough and i was so young i was like 20 almost 23 and i didn't know anything about la that's when you saw the thomas guides like trying to find out where you're going the worst absolutely Yeah. And and so I stunk, but her neighbor was a journalist who covered a lot of events for the LA Daily News. And she's like, hey, I heard that you can write. I heard about your graduation speech. Uh, Do you want to cover events for me? And I was like, sure, why not? So I just got like, she just had me start going to like movie premieres and events around LA and interviewing the, you know, uh, celebrities and whatnot. And then that led to this other um, company that uh, said, oh, we want you to do that for us too. So I was like, yeah, sure. But I'm doing all of this while still being an assistant. Right. <laughs> and then she's like, you forgot my laundry. Yeah. Eventually mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, you're going to have to move along. That's And I was like, oh, yeah, that's this probably isn't the best. So uh, I ended up about a year and a half after being an assistant, uh, becoming a full-time journalist. Huh. So is that what you, did you want to be that? Mm-mm. What did you want to be when you were in college? What was your I mean, that's what was so plan. bizarre. It was like, if I had wanted to be a journalist, this was like, I had like, I was a professional entertainment journalist. I'm like, people go right. to school for this. It was very bizarre. I just happened to have a mom who was a teacher. So she was always like, like doing grammar exercises with me. She, we'd be like on family vacations and she'd be like what's a conjunction what's that's an really interjection smart. that's great it's yeah. very smart would she proofread your papers when you would mm. have to write book reports and yeah oh that's so good if i'd say where's the where where's the uh, food at behind the at you know she's always like mm-hmm. doing these things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like so, can i go to the bathroom i don't know can you yeah like that sort of yeah. thing and then she, so I didn't realize it had stuck. So I'd never taken a journalism class and I just happened to be able to write. And so uh, it ended up being this really awesome career for like seven years. It's not what I wanted to do, but I was entertainment adjacent because I was interviewing celebrities, actors, directors, writers. So I got to really see into the world of entertainment. I think you guys, I even covered the L word. I, even I was going to ask yes. you that. Yes, I went what, to. Where? For Which what? one? For what? I, and I where? don't know. It was a later on season. 
I feel like, and I don't know what season, but y'all had an event or a premiere at La Boheme, that restaurant. Oh my God, I remember this. Oh I my went God. there and I interviewed people. I probably Alicia interviewed. Was not, Alicia was not there. I was I there. Wasn't. And it I was probably for, interviewed no, you, Kate. <laughs> You, maybe you'd had because it was for the last season. I interviewed like Sarah Silverman, people that I'm colleagues with now. I like went on set to her show and interviewed That's her. Wild. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's like, so it was cool because I got to like, you know, just learn about the world and uh, talk to you people. You really got tossed into like into Seriously. like the LA lifestyle the moment. Yeah, you, you yeah. I was landed, covering Oscars, Emmys, uh, Grammys. It was really cool. And then at night, I was going to the groundlings and taking improv classes and doing stand-up and ah, stuff. there it is okay uh-huh. so when you were so okay what made you want to do that this is my question so was, i was two years into la and i really had a hard time making friends here for a while i just was used to being from north carolina where it was you know you make friends like everywhere you go into a ga- Why gas you call station me? i know i should have just called me you were like, like yeah uh, come over let's hang out oh my god I, we i, I would have been your friend in a heartbeat <sighs> i would have loved that i just i had i i started my confidence started to wane uh mm. as i the longer i was here because i was like oh why does no one want to be my friend and so it was it was kind of like Jen, that's so sad i would have been your friend fortune i, I, I feel like you weren't putting out the right I like wasn't putting out the right to let energy. people know you wanted friends. Maybe. I was putting or you were around the wrong people. There's maybe. no way people yeah. wouldn't just cling to you. I think yeah, I was putting agreed. out a um, shy energy. I was being very shy. Oh, okay, it, like yeah. I was being very introverted. It's and, overwhelming. Um, LA is yeah. overwhelming. It's hard. It was. And so I just, uh, I thought, I remember 2005 hit and I was like, I gotta do something about this. I gotta... I got to start putting myself out there. I got to try. And so I joined all these things like sports teams. And then I started taking improv at the Groundlings. And I truly just did it to try to make friends. And uh, wow! by that spring, I had all these new friends. And I discovered that I really loved comedy and improv. And it, and it quickly became a huge passion. I was like, oh, this is, this is it. This is what I want to do. Comedy like is like all the, the stars aligned. Yeah. And I came the out the girl. same year. So that was well, also a part, part of, of it. it. Yes. Yeah. And then the shy girl gaining the confidence to do stand up, mm-hmm. which is honestly, I, I, I was, um, I was taught by, I, I, I remember, do you know, Lewis Black? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He taught, Great um, comedy. I was at a, yeah, I was at a, a theater festival and he was teaching a course in, in comedy and he said, always start with a story. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of this course was at the end, then you get up and you, and you tell the story. Mm-hmm. in front of a group of people. It was the most horrifying experience I've ever had. So yeah. for you, the shy girl, to then get up and start doing stand-up, that's a real 180, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think the improv helped. It helped lay the groundwork because I think if I just started writing a stand-up, I would have been chewed up and spit out. I think I would have been mm. like, no, mm. I'm not doing that. But I got to really... Uh, I did improv for two years before I moved on to also try and stand-up. And I think it helped build confidence on being on stage, being silly, not judging myself. So much right. of comedy is allowing yourself to look like an idiot yeah, and uh, being okay with that. And uh, so I learned that comfortability. So by the time I got to stand up uh, 2007, I was like, I can do this. If I get into a pickle, I can figure out how to dig myself out of a hole. That's what improv gives you is a shovel. 
I can dig myself out of this uncomfortable silence or whatever it is. Oof. That's the yeah. all right. So what's it? What's a trick? Did you have, trick. did you have to take did you have to take classes for stand up as well or did you? Just, I wait. did. I ended up I ended up taking a class because I didn't know how. I was like I because people for for the those couple of years after I started improv they were like you 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 should do stand up and I was like but I don't I don't know how and a friend came to a show of mine and she was like oh take my friend's class. And then it was the same thing as you, Kate, where you do the like at the end of it, you do do a set, like a three minute mm-hmm. set. And right. so I got to like for six weeks, just kind of like get up to a microphone. I didn't know what I was doing. And, and the whole point was just to like, just try it without judgment. And then mm-hmm. at least th- I think you just have to have some some catalyst to actually be on stage and then at the end, we did a show at the uh, the comedy store. And, you know, it's a very supportive crowd. It's all your friends and people in your classes' friends. So it's mm-hmm. not that same vibe of like, boo! Right. It's um, still scary, though. You still have a <laughs> oh, bunch God. of eyes on you. Still scary, yeah. But I love the feeling of it. And after so that... So what are some tricks? Give me some tricks. Like, is there like a technical trick? To stand let's up? Let's say it's dead silence. Yeah, let's say you say something, it doesn't land. Um... I mean, you can, I, I always go the self-deprecating route. I, I mean, you know, mm. I, I just bombed on Saturday because uh, I, I hadn't done stand-up. <laughs> f- I mean, you know, I think I always say I bombed and then everybody else, like, oh, no, it was funny. Oh, I were you trying out bomb. new material? I'm just very hard on myself. Um, was it new material? It was new. Some of it was new and some of it was new a year ago, but then obviously everything shut down and so you're picking those jokes back up and you're trying right. to remember them and mm-hmm. uh, the world's changed a lot in the last mm-hmm. year so we're figuring out what people want to hear what resonates with people because who we are now versus who we were a year ago is very different in in some regards and uh so we're just all navigating it again and plus it's usually like uh, this particular show was a drive-in show, so you're yelling at cars. You don't know. You feel <laughs> you like you're bombing, laughing or but not. you don't know. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Wait, wait. Okay, that's what I was... Wait, hold on. So you did a show on Saturday. It was a drive-in <laughs> show. When people like it, do they honk? Uh, yeah, they can honk or, or flick their lights. And you're God. just like, that's this so is so bizarre. So but, con- you know, so I don't... You don't leave those shows going, that was the greatest ever. Right. You're really, yeah. just, we're all just trying to get back into practice and talking. Um, mm-hmm. Stand up's all mm-hmm. rhythm. And it's, uh, right. So, yeah, I go the self deprecating route. If something's not working or if it, it's quiet, you'll just be like, you call it out. You have to just kind of, you know, point out the elephant in the room. I'll be like, right. oh, well, this is uh, going exactly how I envisioned it this morning. <laughs> right. I actually oh, put I- this on my vision board. <laughs> Uh, suck ass <laughs> during stand-up. I really wanted to come up here and make a fool of myself tonight, yeah. and I did it. I'm really so, proud. Because even if your jokes aren't working, maybe you can be endearing to the crowd so that right. they're like, okay, maybe that whatever joke you're doing is not my favorite, but we like you. And so you at right. least it's have endearing. a, a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to right. star in your own project. Why is that not a... 
already <sighs> happened. I'm Agreed. trying. You guys know Hollywood keep, is a Keep real... going because I know, but it'll happen. You There's have so no many characters in your to. back pocket that I see yeah. you play on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's just a, mo- a matter of time. I mean, well, I had, I sold my own. I've sold several things. I've sold uh, a couple of sitcoms. I got to shoot one of them. This was like five years ago, though. That was based on my life. And we shot it for ABC. Uh, it was Tina Fey producing. And I played myself. And Annie Potts uh, from Designing Women played my and mom. This didn't yes. go. This is insane. It didn't go. It didn't go. It, you know, because what idiot one, passed on what? that one? It's uh, one of those. Idiots. It was a great, fun show, too. And it was just one of those things where it was like the network had one spot. You got like 10 shows competing for right. one spot. So I think it was just bad timing, maybe. And so that was. The the closest I've gotten to having my own show was that. And then I've sold two movies to Am- Amblin um, where I would star in it or be one of the stars. And we just haven't... Movies take forever to try to get off the ground. And then I, we just wrote another movie that I would star in that we've been trying to get that situated. It's just like these things just Who's take we? forever. Do you have a writing partner? I have two guys uh, that I write with, uh, Jim uh, Freeman and Brian Jarvis. Right, we've written four of those things together, and wow. um, we we're like, we gotta get one of these things. It'll happen out there because they're really happen. they're so funny and their voice is very unique. And then they team it up with mine, and we write everything very female centered, uh, mm-hmm. but where it's like you have women doing things you normally see men do. Which I really mm-hmm. like that, like, Absolutely. like, why does it have to be the right, these guys doing head. this thing? Yeah. So I really hope we get an opportunity to to put one of these things on its feet because I think I think people would like it. We'll see. So I'm trying. I'm trying is my point. <laughs> when you see the uh, like development of things and you're like, you know, you, you see the whole process, you mm-hmm. really realize it's amazing. Anything gets made in this town. I know. It's just like, it's the and when you hear boat. all the things they pass on, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, great, 100%. and great ones they pass on, too. Yeah. You're like, what do you want? Seriously. Do you have yeah. a copy of that? Your your sitcom? Uh, Yeah, somewhere. Do you ever share it? No. No. <laughs> no. I mean, it's, you know, sitcoms are very um, formulaic. It's a setup punchline, setup punchline. It doesn't sure. feel maybe as natural as... um just you being yourself in a single cam. So maybe right. maybe it's like, oh, that idea was meant to be in some other capacity. Oh. So I'm playing around with that at some point. Can too. you ever get it back and rework it? Or is once you someone doesn't buy it, do they just kind of own it? And They, own, they pretty much own it because they, they pay a lot of money to make these pilots. I mean, you're talking like a couple million dollars. Wow. And, and then uh, they just keep it in a warehouse somewhere. And, and they're like, just, yeah, you yeah. can't have it back. It's in the graveyard with all the other right. projects, like, but um, unbelievable. Yeah, it's still my story. I mean, that, that particular p- version of that story, I don't need to retell it in that way, but I can still obviously take my story and tell it in another way. So it's and it's also about <laughs> what's been interesting with my career. I'm lucky now. I'm getting a lot of opportunities, but for a long time, a lot of people didn't know what to do with me and they didn't hire me because they were like, you're different and you sound mm. different and you look different. And at that, that, and at that time that was a negative thing. And so I started writing these projects as a way to try to get myself cast and things. That was sure my, Absolutely. Um, 
my to way show of, them who you yeah. were. Yeah, and so it worked because uh, the even though my sitcom didn't get picked up, that's what led to me being on the Mindy Project. Right. Oh, yeah. The really one, one of the writers uh, because it was Tina Fey's crew, yeah. the whole Thirty Rock crew. Um, they are really that that writing staff was really tight, so they oftentimes go help each other on various projects. And uh, so we had a bunch um, in our writer's room that week uh, that we shot, we had a bunch of 30 Rock writers come help us. And uh, one of those writers, Lang uh, Fisher, uh, who wrote uh, Never Have I Ever with Mindy it's, uh, on Netflix, yeah. uh, she recommended me to Mindy. She's like, ah, I just did this. And that uh, was a big break know. for you, right? That was a big break? Because I had done Chelsea for four years, so everyone knew me in the, the comedy world. And That's, like, where That's, That's where I knew you. That's where I knew you, too, was yeah. from Chelsea. But Mindy's show um, was the first big acting. My, I, Even though I'd done a few like guest spots, she was the one that really opened up the acting world. Yeah. So I'd, I'd started doing a lot more acting after that. It's all about who you know. And meeting people yeah, and everybody knows everyone and da 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 What like, was it oh. like working with Kristen Wiig? I want to know that. Oh my gosh. I like just a, watched that movie. A dream. It's amazing. <laughs> a dream. She's a dream. I had met her bef- several times. Uh, I had tested for SNL back in the day, 2009, 2010. Um, out How was New- that? <laughs> so nerve wracking. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, they fly you out to do it in the studio with Lauren and everyone staring at you. And nobody um, laughs, right? Yeah, they give you some chuckles. I mean, they they were all very nice. I mean, and it's cool to just get to do it. It's cool sure. to be in that camp of people sure. being Absolutely. seen. Um, so she came to a show of mine uh, in between the two tests at the Growling. She, she and Lauren was she and in the audience watching your audition? Uh, not not for the audition, no. Oh, okay. It's just the writers. Well, then, I think, how did right? she? She came. She came to the Groundlings. Uh, because uh, I tested one summer, uh, two thousand nine. They came to a show like January of like two thousand ten, uh, to scout, and then I came back that summer of two thousand ten. So she came to that show at the Groundlings. Wow. So mm-hmm. I met her there first, and she it was so nice, and she was like. I did this Girl Scout character where I ate all the cookies, and uh, <laughs> and I was being interrogated. I was being interrogated like you know, like I was in jail, and I had chocolate all over my face, and uh, I had a book bag where I kept hiding the cookies because <laughs> they'd be like, "Did you?" They'd be like, "Matina, did you eat the cookies?" I was like, "No, I don't know who ate the cookies," and uh, she <laughs> she came up to me afterwards and she was like, "I was staring at your book." bag the whole time she's like that's my childhood book bag i'm like what and she was like uh she's like i'm telling you from like the age of five till i graduated high school that was my book bag and she when she was in the growling she like just got rid of it they have like a costume closet she just threw it in there and you everyone could go up there and use costumes and uh, she was like, I just kept staring because that's like my entire childhood was like <laughs> right in front of my face. I was like, that's Fantastic. so funny. Wow. And, and then I met her um, before Barb and Star. I, we, I play her best friend um, on the an animated show called Bless the Hearts. It's on Fox. And so I'd met her at a few of table reads. And um, so I got to know her there. And then Barb and Star was just like the greatest oh. experience yes. because... 
I read the script and I was like, I was on a plane going to some city for shows and I was crying reading the script. Yeah. And I was like, how are they going to pull this bonkers movie off? Like, I was like, it could either be fantastic or like <laughs> the biggest piece of crap. And they did it. They pulled it off. And we yeah, I, didn't know, did. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know that that's what they were going to be dressed like. I didn't know that's what they were going to sound like. And they start talking like this Barbie star. And yeah, oh my gosh. Barbie yeah. star. You <laughs> I, just yeah. finished that. You just finished that when you came to work on the L Word last year. Yeah. Yeah. It was right. I was uh, like, tell me everything. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was. Uh, we finished it right before everything shut down. And then. Uh, and and I was like, oh, I can't wait. I, I was just so excited for it to come out in theaters because. It's one of those movies you want to laugh with like everybody and be like, right. look how stupid and crazy and funny yeah. this is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so we were really bummed, like everybody else, with all the other gazillion projects that it, you know, it was supposed to come out last summer. It got pushed. And finally, they were like, we just got to put it out. We just got to release it. We can't wait for because who knows what's happening with theaters. But people, a lot of people love it. And it's really cool to see. I loved it. People. Amazing. Uh, just have a fun ride. You know, Fortune, <sighs> I still think you would have made a great Shane. Remember last year? <laughs> right. set. I know. I kept vying to be the, the sexy Shane. I'm uh, all about it. Come but, and, you know, come, why come not? and take over. I'm yeah, all for it. Come on. That's okay. Get out of here. I'm, I listen. <laughs> I, I, like I said last Get year, I hand here. you I hand you the I hand you, you know, I hand you the, 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 the gavel. It's all yours. <laughs> that was the um, best part about about the, uh getting to do that with you guys is I was basically paid to come hang out with you guys and eat snacks. <laughs> and <laughs> that's it. That was some good crafty last year. Oh yeah. Wasn't it? It, it was, was like great. walking into like a Gelson supermarket. Everything yeah. you wanted we can't was just touch it anymore. And, no. I know. Craft services is really different. You're not these missing days. anything. You're like, oh, so, I want an apple. You hope they choose the right kind. You know, it's yeah. you, there's no more touching anything. But back then we had they would just dump a bunch of ice cream on the oh, table. Yeah. And I was like, remember the popsicles day? Yeah, the popsicles. When did your ice cream dance? When did your ice cream dance come come in your life? Yeah. I want to say like four years ago. It's uh, I went to Disney uh, Disneyland with Jillian Bell. Uh, yep. She's one of my best friends, and uh, we went out there, and we were. It was really hot, and we they wanted to watch the parade, and I was like, "All I right." I love her, I, by the way, too. Another oh, she, hilarious, hilarious woman. Oh my she's god, she's awesome. She's so great. We laugh all the time, and she's your best friend. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. We've been neighbors in two different neighborhoods uh, for the last twelve years. Yeah. And uh, that's really cute. And and best friends. I had like an uncomfortable moment with her. I I used to have this mailbox in Van Nuys. Uh huh. And I went to mail something one day, and she was standing there in front of me, and I was like, (gasps) and I was like, I have to say something. And I was like, Hey, um, you're like the funniest person alive. And she's like, Thanks. (laughs) Because I just watched her in Eastbound and Down, and I like I fangirled. I fangirled. She she was really sweet to me, but I think she was also like that. Everyone knows here to do my mail. I'm sure she was very flattered. She she's surprisingly yeah. shy sometimes. Oh, uh, she was lovely. Yeah, she's the best. We, yeah, her sister. She and her sister are very close, and her sister's a good friend of mine too. So we're almost like sisters. At, at, it feels more like a sister relationship where I don't always get. We don't always get to see each other, 
because in normal times we're both, I'm either on the road all the time or she's filming, but we always like, she'll FaceTime and it's like no right. time's passed. We are neighbors, so we'll do the backyard hangs during the pandemic. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, so we went to Disneyland and it was hot and I was like, well, if I'm going to, if y'all are making me watch this parade, then I'm getting some ice cream. So I got some ice cream and the parade starts going by and it's uh, all that Disney music. And I start, (laughs) I didn't even realize that I was eating my ice cream and dancing and twirling around (laughs) and Jillian's sister, Brianna started filming me and, uh, she sent me the video later and I I started dying laughing at myself. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm just like, this is hilarious. And um, I posted it and people were like, oh my God. So every Do time, it again. yeah, people kept going. I would go to like a new city. Where's the ice cream dance? <laughs> okay. Are you even that obsessed with ice cream or did it just turn into a, into a shtick? It just kind of turned into, I mean, I love, I love ice cream, but it's, yeah, not, like it I, doesn't. it's but not like I wake it, up and eat ice cream. Like I'm dying for ice cream. Like it maybe I it's mean, not I have like 10 snack. pints That's in my freezer that have been there for like seven months. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not like, like I'm exactly. eating it constantly. Yeah, right, they're all in right. freezer burn that you have yeah, to like scrape mm-hmm. off the, like the top 10 layers. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I get it. Same here. And, and then when I was really touring a lot people wanted me to like you got to try this place and like they were very proud of their city's ice cream whatever whatever their place is you know and uh oh right yeah come part, eat our part ice of cream. that mm-hmm. that sounds pretty great you could just have like an ice cream show i know well again i tr- <laughs> i've tried several things so we tried to pitch and I, I think where like when i'm touring that i go into an ice cream place and uh do a thing on that and that didn't get any traction and I don't oh know God. what's one wrong of, with one Hollywood. Of these, one of these will hit. I'm sorry. I wouldn't watch an ice cream show. I mean, <laughs> Hello, I like ice cream. Right? I, like, I want to lactose intolerant. The There's world. ways around it. So like, yeah. why, I, I want to see an ice cream show. I want to see all the great ice cream spots around the country. That's the what I want. The that are unique. Yeah. I was like, all people love diners and drive-ins. And, diners and, you know, I just watched diners and drive-ins over the holiday. Yeah. And it was such a dick. It was so addictive. And I didn't need it, but I loved it. Yeah. So we were kind of like, why not highlight like cool ice cream and dessert shops across exactly. the U.S.? Yeah. And uh, we made like a fun sizzle reel. And oh, um, they yeah, weren't down for it. Just didn't well, get them because people kept going, well, what is but what's it about? And I'm like, oh, ice cream. Fucking ice cream. People, what do you think it's, it's about? about they all ice want, a, they want a hook, Christ. you know, everybody wants yeah, a hook. Ice cream. That's a hook. And you're like, hold on a second. Wait a second. Diners and drive-ins is about a guy who like goes throughout the country and he finds diners, no Mm -hmm. dives, I think, and and, and diners or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's what he does, right? He just goes to different states around the country and finds spots that you wouldn't know about. Yeah. The fuck? It's about ice cream. Well, they kept wanting to dig deeper. They dig deeper. They, where did you yeah, go? Okay, okay wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. I know how to dig deeper. It brings happiness. Ice cream brings exactly. happiness. It does. It makes your sad day happy. It's the treat at the end of a long work week, whatever and the hell it may be. And after guess, a game or a sport, you know, a sports event, you like well, go get ice cream. 
Yeah, I guess Remember for that? those shows, their big thing is how do we make this into like 500 episodes? And they're, you I go guess around the fucking country with all the different ice, ice cream shops and you find ice cream for different, like, that's, <laughs> oh my God, that's you, you know, I think you relatable need to, to different to places. Yeah, can you guys call Hollywood yes. and tell them? Happily. Can I just, just come into the meeting with you? With you? Please. Because I don't like this absurd logic. We'll just sit behind you quietly. And when they start saying these idiotic things, that's when it should be on the food network. It should, it could be on, um, I would love it. All right, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What are the questions? What's up, Kate and Lisa? This is Megan Roseman from Hickory, North Carolina. Just wanted to send all the love and thanks to you two for doing this podcast. It's been one of my saving graces during this pandemic. Hi, Fortune. I know you're from Belmont, North Carolina, which is close to Hickory, where I'm from. Now that you live in Los Angeles, what are some southern comforts that you miss from back home? Um, I'll just end this by saying that you make North Carolina proud, Fortune. Aww. Who is that cute? I love the South. Uh, I love everyone in Me the too. South. Just, just real like, oh, hi, y'all. I love oh, it. So I'm a sucker so for what it. Are some, I'm curious. What are the comforts of the South? The comforts of the South. I mean, you definitely have to find some biscuits here in uh, uh Where do you find those? LA. Can you find them? Mm, there's not. I mean, sometimes you just have to go to Popeye's, to be honest. <laughs> really? Uh, there's not a lot of great biscuits. I feel like the biscuits out here, like they make them really big and hard. You're like, are they supposed it, to be soft and spongy? They're supposed to be like at least fluffy. They're like they need to be fluffy and like melt in your mouth kind of situation, Inside. not like a scone. You don't want mm. a scone, you right. know what I mean? No, no, scones are. So I haven't found. Oh man, there's a place in Palm Springs that's got really good biscuits, uh, but I can't remember the name of it. That doesn't help her uh, here in LA. Uh, sometimes I, I have a rocking chair and I sometimes go out on my porch. No and way. I, and I sit on a rocking chair. You have chair. a porch? I mean, uh, well, I have a backyard. Or you just have a driveway. I have and a you little just, like, put the rock- baby <laughs> front the porch. <laughs> I, I have That's a little adorable. baby front porch. What does it look like? Um, it's a looks like a little baby front porch. No, no, you're you, your rocking chair. Your rocking chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know, it's kind of older. It's brown and uh, is it from from your real life or did you go buy it? Is it from? Did you bring it with you? A friend of mine that I lived with years ago, uh, it was hers, and she's like, "I'm not gonna be able to take this with me. Do you want it?" I was like, "Heck yeah!" So it's come. It's been in like four different places with me. Now it's get it's it's a little dirty right now. I need to go rock on it. But that always reminds me of home. What about sweet tea? Do you have sweet tea in the um, Carolinas, or is that further south? Sweet tea is a big thing in North Carolina. People oh, love, love sweet, sweet tea, tea. and oh, it's, it's different. So like here in LA, people just add some sugar to tea. That's not the same. Oh, it's uh, not you have, okay. It's it's not, not the same okay. t- taste. What you have to do is you have to uh, make the when the tea's hot when you first um, pour it. You got to yeah. put the sugar in then when it's hot. Oh, and, and it like okay. does something where it like What's the difference. Bec- it becomes one, 
It's just it's well, it and it's a it. lot of sh- and it's a lot it, of sugar. Here, uh, people right. put like a little if they like they put like a little, a little stevia, a little stevia not, in there. Yeah, in that's the, not enough. That's tea. like a LA. and it sinks to the bottom because your tea's cold. Mm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So with the when it's warm, it it just all becomes one thing, and it's like, but it's very sweet. So now oh, it's now so it's good. too sweet for me almost, and that's saying a lot. Uh, uh, but I did. I worked in uh, Atlanta when uh, for a period of time, and all I drank was sweet tea. Yeah, it's good. And it was on every menu and every every place you went. If you order tea, that's what you're getting. You don't get it. Uns- you have to ask specifically for unsweetened tea. Oh, okay. oh wow! Um, so it's backwards. But uh, I also my house also has two like some some nice trees in it in the yard. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not in not in the house, but in the yard, and I and I purposely did that when I got this house a long time ago. I did that because it reminded me of home. That's and, adorable. Uh, so Sweet. it doesn't feel like I'm in LA when I'm at my house because of, of the trees. You hear bird, you hear birds chirping, and I bird, should grow some corn. Mm-hmm. I should grow uh, some so corn yeah, in those my kind of things. Uh, and uh, and I call my mom. That's, I mean, truly, that reminds me of home more than anything. Mm. So, so cute. you know, her, her thick call mom. southern accent. Got, gotta call mom. Mm-hmm. All right, do we have another question? one? Hi, Kate. Hi, Lisa. This is Brandy calling from Florida. First of all, I just want to say that I look forward to a new episode of Pants every single week, and I absolutely adore you both. I'm really excited to see that Fortune Seamster is going to be a guest. I first watched her sweet and salty stand-up special when the pandemic hit last year. And much like the Pants podcast, it has definitely provided me with some much-needed laughter and comfort during this really weird and difficult time. So before I say anything else, I just want to thank all three of you sincerely from the bottom of my heart. And now for my question. Fortune, I know you just got married last year. Congratulations. I think you and your wife are the sweetest couple ever. And I was just curious to know how the two of you met. Great question, right. Brandy. Great question, Brandy. And thank I was you for everything you, how, you how said. Ja- yeah. yeah, thank you. I was going to ask you how Jax was doing. She's good. She's good. We, uh, yeah, we, um, we're going on almost six years now. Uh, I can't believe Congratulations. it. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. I never thought right I on. would find a good one. Uh, you found a great one. She's an awesome <laughs> yeah. girl. Oh, thanks, God. Yeah, she's, she's a just a couple girl. of times I've met her. I'm like, she's 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 the real deal. She's yep. lovely. I met her in I met her in Chicago uh, at Chicago Pride. Actually, um, oh really? Yeah, you never know. I mean, I, you right. know, you never think that anything significant will come out of those Pride events. <laughs> it's more of what just year? Like a, Wait, what year? What year? That would have been. 2015 six years ago Alicia Alicia you and I were at Chicago Pride was it the same year oh it might have been that same year I'm oh, like, shit. Were, was oh, it the boom. same year we were at Chicago like we Pride is that when we got on a motorcycle yeah or was that, that different been, uh, or was that that year no, before that's what I'm talking about I don't that's know the which one? year that anyway was. I'm not trying to take away from your yeah, story I was anyway, just hoping it would Jax. be a happenstance <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, but sorry it, well it was I think this it was uh, at the backlash Bat, backlot bash which is their big that lesbian event there mm-hmm. and um yeah and so she just she walked up it, you know because i had uh i'd come out late in life and also i'd you know when you come out later i feel like you kind of date you make all the mistakes in dating 
then that you were supposed to make like uh, in high school. Yuck. And yeah. so I was making a lot of mistakes. Okay. Yeah. Like and, what? Uh, just dating the wrong people or <laughs> dating know, like, people that. Like what kind of wrong? wrong? You're growing what kind up. Of wrong? You're yeah. growing up. Like or, growing up or, very quickly. Were they mean? Were they like what straight? No, I was dating people that didn't want to commit. Ah. Was my biggest thing. Okay. That was huh. uh, so I was like looking for something more significant, and the people that were dating that I was dating were always like kind of looking for the next best thing. Gotcha. <laughs> right. You feel it when you yeah. know when you're like they're dating someone and you feel like they're looking over your shoulder. Oof. Yeah. That, Awful. Yeah. It was a lot of those kind of things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I met her, you know, everyone was like, you'll find it when you least expect it. And uh, I really had kind of just given up that, not like given up on dating, but I'd given up on like, th- like just being worried about it. And then truly, she just walked up and uh, we started talking and uh, her friend had knew me from something and we were, you know, got a picture. And then I kept running into her all night and we just hit it off and have basically, you know, started dating pretty soon after that. That's adorable. So she was the so she was the direct one and was like, hey. Um, well, she had a few to drink that night. Okay. Which well, it's okay. She had some liquid courage regardless. You know, yeah, and liquid helps, courage. But... I had some liquid courage myself. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just uh, played my cards right. And we, so we just. But she it, wanted to meet you. She came up to you. Well, her she friend wanted to. She was like kind of just oh, her like. Friend her friend wanted to was, meet you? Like to take a picture oh. and uh, and Jackson been drinking. I was like, who cares? Like, just like, t- ask for her picture. <laughs> who cares? And uh, her friend was like, I'm too shy. And then Jack's like, come on, got it. And it was kind of that thing. Uh, but it's good I, that you um, it's good that you you that you had you know genuinely just kind of released out to you know the universe, yeah. whatever have you. It's like I'm okay. Like I mm-hmm. I don't need this. I'm not looking for anything because the moment you stop genuinely looking. Yeah. It comes. It's like that you have to relax. To your, relax. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to relax your way into it. Someone told me that once, and it's the truth. Yeah, and you, you can't fake to, it. You have to. You have to really yeah, have that. Can't force genuinely. It. Yeah, you have to mm-hmm. genuinely be in that place. And, and I had worked on myself and uh, issues, and I had to be in a place too of like knowing my worth and knowing mm-hmm. what you'll put up with in dating. If you're, Absolutely. If you're willing to be with the people that don't want to commit. That says something about where you're at. Yep. Uh, and yes, so ma'am. I finally put my foot down and said, I want more than that. And so I kind of got out of that space and I think it truly opened it up so that I could meet someone like Jax. And so right. there were no you learn, gains. You don't, need, you don't need to learn. You, have to, you don't have to compromise. Exactly. And, and the difference with her, there was no gains. There were no, it was, I knew she wanted to be with me. She knew I wanted to be with her. It was just like easy. And it's, it's truly uh, six years in the easiest relationship. We we have our ups and downs like anybody here and there, but we work things out so smoothly, so quickly. We respect each other. She's awesome. She's just like the best. So yeah, we got married in October. Yeah, we got married in October. We're like, what are we waiting on? Let's do this. Right. Ah. Would you, yeah. would you, love it. would you give Jax our love? Yes, when please you're sure. Here, when we're she done loves with you guys. Yeah. Please. She's oh, awesome. She's a sweetheart. Just an absolute I can't wait sweetheart. to all hang out when we can. Yeah. She got to, Jesus she Christ. got to hang out with everybody at the, 
rap party. Rap party. Yeah, we hung the, out for a bit, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, so she, she had it. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Do we have another one, Melissa? Hi, everyone. This is Natalie. Uh, Fortune, Kate, and Leisha, the three of you speaking on this podcast right now is making all of my lesbian dreams come true. So thank you. And my question is for all three of you. It's a screw, marry, kill situation, but food edition. So screw, marry, kill, pancakes, French toast, and waffles. Love you all. What? Screw, marry, kill breakfast foods? Yeah. 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 Okay. Pancakes. What are they? Pancakes, waffles, and... Waffles and French toast. Okay. I'm going to marry some French toast, I think. I'm ready. Um, I'm marrying French toast. I'm killing French toast. (gasps) Really? Killing it. Okay. (laughs) Who are you going to kill, Kate? No, no. Then you have to go screw. I would screw... um, I would screw me some pancakes. I'm all about the pancakes, too. But not all the time. I'd rather have French toast, right? Hmm. I'm going to screw a pancake. I'm going to screw a pancake, too. Who are you going to marry, I'll... Fortune? You didn't answer I'm that gonna one. I'm going to marry me some waffles. Okay. Mm, really? I'm going to mm. kill a waffle. Mm. I am, too. I don't need a waffle. Nope. More for me. Fine. Done. I get Then I get to have your French toast. Look at that. It's balanced. Fortune, you're the greatest. <laughs> you, you, really are, are, you guys are the you're best. You're such a lovely, lovely person and you're so talented and we wish you oh, all the mm-hmm. best. Like, I hope one of these goddamn projects goes because you deserve to it be. It will go. It will I know, go. It's going to be the right one. It's going to be the right one with the right people who see the value By the way, let's not act like you're fantastic. suffering. I appreciate some, it. Some, like, you're, like you're unemployed. You're like no. the busiest person ever. <laughs> well, it's because I have my I hands mean, in so many different yeah, things. I'm I always mean, just trying that's to... Great. You know, yeah, you're hustle, doing hustle, great, hustle, but I'm saying hustle, one, of yeah. these, one of these projects that you're really like passionate about Well, it going to happen. I'm I, I I'm often playing the sidekick or whatever the thing. It really would be fun just to get to be a bigger part of a sure. movie or you know just to get to show people a bit a little bit more about about me and me, which was yeah. what I really loved getting to do my Netflix special. It was a whole hour of me getting yeah. to perform, and I, I haven't really gotten to do that much. So it would be cool to take that and do it more into the acting. Yeah, and well, if fortune, everyone should watch much, Sweet and much, Salty. Also, it's so yeah, funny. And fortune, and, and fortune you. to much, much success, and to health, and 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 and, and I look so forward to when we can all hang out. And, and let's go get some ice cream together. Let's yeah, do it. I want to be in your let's dancing go get ice video. Cream. Me too. Please. I, I have to take you to Water Ice. Have you had a Water Ice? I need to take oh, you to Water no. Ice. I should take you to Happy Ice over on Melrose because that's what I grew up with, Water Ice. And we, you and I can do a little dance outside of Happy Ice. Let's do it. I miss Done. you guys. I miss you. Done. It's getting big, warmer out. It's going to happen. virtual hug for now. Big one. Virtual <clears> hug. <throat> Love you, Fortune. We'll Boom. see you soon. Love you guys. Thanks okay. for having me on. You of course, it. always. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by myself, Kate Menig, and Leisha Haley. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow Pants on Instagram, at The Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. And graphics are by Love Fox. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.